Hey guys, it's me, your host, your goddess, Sherelle, aka Brelly. I'm so excited to just have decided to, um, I don't know, I guess do a podcast on a whim. First of all, I have construction around me, so I'm so sorry about the beeping in the back. This is going to be fairly short because I just wanted to say something about a book that I read and I feel like it's something everyone should read. So I started reading this book. It was actually a gift to me. Uh, Shout out to this traveling nurse that I worked with. Uh, Her name is Kathy. She was a traveling nurse at the time that I was the ER tech. And I was always kind of her tech around the time of COVID. And we had like the best time. We would always like sit and chat about different things and stuff like that. But I do remember one memory with her that was like, I always (laughs) mention this anytime I do speak to her, but okay. So there was this lady that we had, she was a patient and she was going like up and down nonstop as far as her oxygen levels. She had COVID, whatever, she was not doing well at all. And Miss Kathy was the nurse for this patient. So I was a tech, so she, the patient came in, whatever the case might be, she was there for a few days, I think already. Yeah, she was already there. So she was just basically passed on to Miss Kathy, I believe. Anyway, her oxygen level, she was supposed to be transported to the fourth floor, I believe. And Miss Kathy had called upstairs to make sure that the oxygen was there. And uh, it was already running low, inside of the ER. So Miss Kathy was just trying to prepare, you know, because if me and Miss Kathy went upstairs, it wasn't going to take us that long to bring her upstairs. So she just wanted to prepare to make sure that the room was ready for the patient. So we were already scared because her numbers kept going up and down. And by the time we had transported the patient upstairs, the oxygen level had started to deplete. My heart start ra- starts racing because this lady, she was already there for a few days. And, you know, Miss Kathy and I, as well as the other nurses or whoever had watched her, had already kind of felt, you know, really bad for what she was going through. And we got upstairs and for some odd reason, like the room was not ready. Mind you, the oxygen tanks wasn't ready. I don't know what it was, but the nurses on the next floor was not prepared. Mind you, when you transport a patient, the next set of techs, as well as the nurse, it should be the nurse actually, they are prepared for the next patient as far as the transportation wise. So they know the history of the patient. So I think what just made it so emotional was Miss Kathy had already asked if everything was ready and they said yes. And then when we got there, it wasn't ready. And then the numbers were depleting. I'm over there looking at this lady like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Miss Kathy's trying to get everything in control. But Miss Kathy kept her cool. And as we were transporting the patient to the bed now, because, you know, we're rustling, you know, trying to figure out, you know, the oxygen and stuff like that. I forgot exactly what happened um, pertaining. I think uh, it wasn't working like on the wall. The valve was not working. And her number is, you know, her oxygen is going lower. Her heart rate is slowing, uh, slowing down. And I was so scared in that moment for this lady and her numbers just got worse. And then by then when Miss Kathy 
and I transported her. You know, the second nurse took over and stuff like that. The floor nurses took over. But it was just like so close to the point where this lady literally almost died. Um, I believe Miss, I, I think, no, I don't think she had to do CPR on her. Point is, when I went in the hallway, because of everything that was going on with patients that were dying, with the, the constant, you know, worry if whatever patient survived, and on top of everyone else's family during COVID, it was so hard. And I just wanted to quickly name this episode, um, Chop Wood Carry Water. So I'm naming the podcast episode after a book that I'm reading called Chop Wood Carry Water, and it's by Joshua Metcalf. I feel like in that time, Miss Kathy was like a sensei for me. And anyone who reads the book will understand the metaphor that I'm using. So she was just walking me through like everything that it's going to be okay. This is what happens. And I don't know if it's because it was just like the heightency of COVID where I just started working inside the ER department of the hospital. Mind you, I've been in the hospital prior to that, but I think it was just the ER where Miss Kathy just really slowed my emotion down. And in the book that I'm reading that she actually sent me. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Um, it was almost like she understood who she was in that moment. Like, I know I did everything that I can do for this person. There's nothing more I can do. And I'm going to just have to accept whatever comes next. But it's not my fault. That's what the aura um no, that's the aura that I felt from her where she was just like so calm. But you can tell she was still emotional, like of what's going on. Like, man, you know, why are these people not prepared or anything like that? But she wasn't complaining about it. She was just like doing her job. And I fucking respect that so much. It took me like I was shaking in the hallway and Miss Kathy, she gave me a hug and for that split second is many nurses that I have worked with. And I'm not saying, you know, um, all nurses are bad because I've worked with some bitchy ass nurses. But um, in that moment, Miss Kathy was just like, she was my sensei. That's all I'm going to say. She taught me so much in that moment. And I was so confused because she was a traveler. So I'm just like, what about your family and stuff like that? And she has such a support system, like her husband and her um, her kids and stuff like that. And she was just doing her job anytime. She never complained. She was just always just this person of grace. And I respect that so much. So for those of you who love reading books, Chop Wood, Carry Water is just basically teaching you like the principles of life and how your certain behaviors, depending on what your goal is in life, it's about your mindset. It's not just about your goal. So I really needed this book at this time because everyone goes through certain things. And I think when I finished reading this book, not only was I you know, blown away by how the author uh, demonstrated how the mind can work and how we as people have a tendency to act out of character 
for the things that we want so much, forgetting that the importance of how you think is important. So as much as everyone in the world for, you know, understands that COVID has happened, there's like a domino effect after COVID that has happened, I feel. It's this, it's this weird like cloud of uh, isolation with people. It's um, some people were blessed enough to find who they are during that time too. But I do feel like over the time, because my life moves so fast and um, I was just like a go-getter all the time, you know, and I still am. But I think some people really didn't like grasp like what the hell was happening to them. And I think I'm speaking for the allied healthcare workers. I'm not just, you know, disregarding the doctors or the nurses, but I do feel like you know, allied healthcare workers, we really don't get as much recognition as we should because the people who do your, you know, um, your blood draws or the people who do your EKGs, the people who do the MRIs, the, uh, the cardio, the ultrasound, small techs, I mean, not small techs, uh, jobs, jobs like those are very important. And without us, you know, I just feel like we're all a team. And I feel like the book Chop Wood, Carry Water, I feel like if everyone just picked it up and kind of read it, you know, you'll learn to know that just because you have a, I don't know, a certain degree, that doesn't make you any better than the person who has a certificate. That doesn't make you any better because we can do the exact same job or you probably have a little bit more experience than me in something, and as do I. I have some more experience, you know, in something uh, versus you. So I, I just feel like we need to learn how to appreciate the times where we had to begin. I remember um, there was this... Um, There was this patient that told me before, there is beauty in everything that you see. And I didn't quite understand what she meant at the time because, you know, I'm just walking in the room. I'm going to go, you know, do her blood draw, I believe it was. And she was staring at the TV. Also, I thought she was because she was staring up that way. And... uh. She had asked me, you know, how you doing, whatever the case might be. And I responded nicely. I did her blood draw and we got into the conversation about books. And she said, "Uh, what about Audible? Like, do you have that for listeners for your books? And I was like, no, I actually never thought about that. That's so, I don't know why I never did. I'm so sorry. So she's like, yeah. And just remember that there's beauty in everything that you see. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. She was like, yeah, I'm blind. I don't have my vision. But just know that the times when I was able to see, there was beauty in it. And the times when, when I'm not able to see, there's still beauty in it for the things that I hear. So when you hear something, you can kind of see it. And it was the sweetest thing that she had said. And I just remember what it's like being around patients who have such an appreciation for just sitting 
in their moments getting taken care of because a lot of us can't sit in that moment to get taken care of. You know, some of us are just like always on the whim all the time and always searching for the next thing and always searching for whatever is coming next. And sometimes that actually gets tiring. And I feel like at this point in my life, I think I'm in this restless state of feeling like I'm not doing anything, but I'm also I'm also a person who've done so much. And I have to realize that. And I think with this book, I actually think I'm going to read it again because I've highlighted so much things in here where it's so good to want to read again. And the subtitle of it uh, for Chop Wood, Carry Water is how to fall in love with the process of being, becoming great. So for those of you who are trying so hard to be great, you know, great at what you think that you see on TV, on Instagram, on social media, you are just fine. You are going through the process on your broke days, on your, you know, fucked up days, on your, I don't want to go to work days, (laughs) on your days of depression, on your days of, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I think what makes Serendipity Podcast so cool, you know, to the listener, if you're listening, thank you, is that I'm not really an ordinary podcast. I don't have like interviews just yet going on, (laughs) right? I have just a few on here, but I think what, what makes my podcast so interesting is I'm almost like writing a history book for myself for the moments where I question life, for the moments I'm sitting in my thought process. And most of us will choose to watch TV and then we're thinking things, but we probably don't write it down. For me, I learn to write things down when I feel it, you know, and it's hard to do because sometimes it's such an emotional thing. And sometimes you read back at the type of person that you were in that year and you're like, wow, I grew. But then along the way, you meet people who may not think that you grew all the way. And that's the part where you have to learn to go through the process of enjoying life. Everything that comes with it. Don't overthink and just enjoy each and every day. (laughs) So this was by random. So that was my little 15 minute rant. (laughs) For for those of you who have uh, never listened to Serendipity Podcast, this is straight up just bullshit. You know, me just coming off the whim thinking of something to say because I love my sexy voice. And I know my husband loves my sexy voice. Um, But I just wanted to give a shout out to all the people who have like a sensei in their life. The person who just makes them, you know, be a better person. And I have so many senseis in my life, you know, besides Miss Kathy, she's awesome. Um, I have, you know, Miss Elaine, you know, Miss Pilar. I think her name was Nancy. I think she was a nurse that I worked with too. She always like gave me really great advice. Um, You know, my aunt, Sylvia, you know, my sisters, I have like different people who are my senseis for different reasons. So it makes me become a better person over time. And of course my mom, because I would not be here if it wasn't for her. Um, Who else? My stepmom, who I love. Okay, if you just clicked just now on this podcast, it's Chop 
would carry water part two, like the ending, because my husband called me during my podcast. (laughs) Anyway, we were talking about like senseis, if you have a sensei in your life. And I was just, uh, I ended with my my stepmom, who was also a person that I really appreciated during my time of like growing up. Who else is my sensei in a way? Um, Definitely my husband. My husband husband is like the best sensei, especially like when we have like a downtime moment to sit, chat, uh, some of the things that he says to me, I'm just like, hmm. I remember he said something the other day when I was like, being hard, um, I said, being strong is hard. And he said, well, if you didn't have no resistance in your life, then you wouldn't be strong. And I was like, bars. (laughs) So for those of you, again, who clicked on Serendipity, podcast. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I love you guys. And again, this journey with my podcast on my episodes comes with how I'm feeling for the day. So please respect that and still be a fan along the way. Anyway, have a great day and I love you guys. Bye.